Have you ever walked past a dumpster and been like, yo, I wonder what's in that dumpster? I can put on these glasses. Let's start eating that trash can. You're listening to the True Crime Dumpster Podcast with hosts Amy and Kevin. And we are coming at you with episode 30, Garbage People Regurgitated. Mary Kay Letourneau. She's a peach. She's something. She's a crazy fucking <laughs> She's peach. She's a rapist. <laughs> oh, that too. Yep. We'll get to that. So, I grappled with this episode because in light of all of the kind of crazy things happening in the country right now, there was part of me that really wanted to do a case about you know, something more related to George Floyd and the protests and all that stuff happening. And I think it might be too much right now. I think that, you know, we've been soaked in stories of injustice and images of violence towards black people in our country. And I, it feels wrong to do another case to like kind of point out that injustice right now. So rather than kind of change the flow, which we've done before, I kind of want to just like I don't want to I don't want to do that, and yeah. that and it's not because I'm ignoring it. It just I just don't think it would do any good right now. I I kind of want all every it's all anyone's yeah, talking about. Yeah, I kind of so just maybe wanna, just a little distraction. Yeah, I'm definitely seeping in all of the shit right now, and I'm doing everything I can personally in my own life and with the people I know, trying to help, but not hurt, and that's all we can really do. Yeah, it's a fucked up time right now. Yeah, and I know if I was living in Portland, if I was living in a city that had demonstrations, I would definitely be out there, but I don't. And it would feel very false, like driving like 70 miles to go to LA and be a part of things there because, you know, I, it's not, it's just, it's crazy, you know. But seeing the images of the Burnside Bridge and the, I don't like what they called it, but they called it a die-in where they laid down for like nine, seven or nine minutes, oh, right. however long, yeah. George Floyd. And it was really, like all the images from Portland are really, really beautiful. And I know if I was still living there, I definitely, I definitely, I, I probably would have gone, you know? But there's nothing like that in Ventura County happening at all. On a way smaller scale. There's people yeah, like there was, signs and stuff, but nothing like that. Yeah, and so anyways, I just kind of want to acknowledge that all of that stuff is happening right now. So. With that being said, I want to acknowledge that that's happening, but I also want to talk about this humongous piece of shit, Mary Kay Letourneau. So yeah, this is a very different subject. Yeah. But, you know, age comes up a lot in this. And like, that's like the only factor. Well, it was a big deal. Yeah. and, And that is the biggest deal. But also what doesn't get brought up too, too much is the fact that this is a, this is a boy of color living in poverty, being totally power played by his teacher, his white privileged teacher. (laughs) That's totally, that's totally a thing in this case. I mean, they really don't talk about it that much. It's kind of like a mention, but he's a dark kid of color 
He's like, what is he Filipino or something like that? No, he's like, Samoan. Samoan. Okay. Yeah, and I'll and I'll talk. I'll introduce him, but like, he's totally manipulated by this pretty privileged white teacher, and for the most part, she gets her way a lot. Even like with her ex, like she gets the benefit of the doubt way too fucking much. And it's I it's because she's a cute chick. And I fucking love the judge later with on. Crazy eyes. The judge later on is Asian. She's an Asian woman, which is funny because most judges, I think, are men. I would say, you know, statistically speaking. And the the judge that kind of presides over Mary Kay Letourneau's case is this Asian woman. And she's like not having it with this fucking woman. She gave her a chance. Yeah. So I'm going to be telling the story today. And what we're going to be doing this week or this chunk of time, because we don't really go by weeks so much, is we're going to put out two smaller episodes this week to kind of, just as a little bit of bonus content, because we've been lagging a little bit. The The Silk Road really took it out of us. We were researching like crazy, and I was writing like nine, ten hours a day for like multiple days in a row. So we kind of did take a little bit of a break, but we're going to come back this week with two garbage people regurgitated. So this episode's going to focus on Mary Kay Letourneau, like we said. And the next case, Kevin will be heading, and it'll be about who? Everybody's favorite spokesperson. Jared Fogel. Yes. Who is the boat? 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 <laughs> who is the big butt of many jokes. But all jokes aside, he's a fucking rapist as well. Yep, yep. So, that being said, let's talk about this rapist. <laughs> Terrible. All right, let's, let's all right. hear it. The year is 1995. What were you doing in 1995? I was playing in Murder God and Thy Infernal and um, throwing pig heads around and wearing corpse paint. makeup and blood. And <laughs> I was 11. Chains. I was I, I was Billy Falau. Fire. Um, so a lot of people say Falau. They just kind of say it like use like it's like it's two syllables, but I believe it's Falau. Because he's Samoan, I've had many Samoan students who their names are A-A-U and it's A-Au. And his name is spelled like that too. So I think it is Fula-Au. So if I, right, well, I won't say his last name too, too much, but it say is Samoan. It, don't spray it. Yeah. So in 1995, he was 12, I was 11. So I, Billy and I are very similar in age. We cover a lot of people who are like right on my age. Like Ross Ulbricht. Who yeah. else? A lot of weirdos were born around the time you were born. Yeah, I know. Well, all... 1984 was the first Bathory record, so I think that's what. Oh, and then the, the, the Asian there. mass shooter guy, the Cho Sung Hui guy, he was exactly my age too, by like a month. Well, I know we keep covering people who are like Asians. exactly like 35 and 36 years old. It's weird. Yeah. Okay, so the year is 1995 in Burien, Washington, a Seattle suburb. Have you ever been there? Burien. Burien. Spell that. B-U-R-I-E-N. Burian? I don't know. It, I, I thought you said B-E-E-R. Burian? Burian, Washington. It's a Seattle suburb. So. Oh, yeah, Burian. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Right off I-5 there, yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, Vili Fulao is a first-generation Samoan sixth grader, a very mature sixth grader, I've been told, by Mary Kay Letourneau. He had a beard. No, he didn't. He had a mustache. <laughs> he had some dirt above his chin like many fucking kids did in sixth grade. So his father was in prison and he lives in a quote unquote rough part of town. His mom isn't home much because she works many jobs supporting her family. He is 12 years old no matter what she fucking says. 
she's always like, he was a really old 12-year-old. He was practically 13. That's like her <laughs> fucking... Whoa. Uh, we'll get she to was her. right. Fuck her. Okay. He is 12 years old, no matter what she claims. He loves drawing, which is something that brings them together. And, I, I, you know, in a lot of episodes, in a lot of episodes of things and podcasts I've been listening to, I'm going to be mentioning things that they don't mention that totally make me want to both barf and then barf again when wow. I when I say it. So this is truly garbage people regurgitated. So at this <laughs> point in 1995, Mary Kay Letourneau, she's 34 years old. She, but she, it, she's a really young 34 she looked, years old. Yeah, she yeah, was yeah. a very young 34. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no. She came from a strict religious conservative Republican family. However, in 1982, 14 years before her own scandal, I didn't know this, but her father had one as well. well. He had an affair with one of his college students. Well. And fathered two of her children. The apple doesn't fall from far from the tree. No. And and also, he eventually did make up with Mary Kay Letourneau's biological mother, and they got back together. I know. It's the I believe I believe itself. that they're wow. Catholic. I I don't I didn't look too too much into their religion, but I know that abortions and marriage are well, abortions, no, marriage, yes. Like they're very into that. So you're blaming on God. Yeah. Mary has four kids with her ex-husband, Steve Letourneau, who she met while attending Arizona State University. He's got a sweet haircut. He's, you know, he's not bad looking. She had to quickly marry him because she accidentally became pregnant. So there's that kind of Catholic upbringing. They went on to have three more kids. She later said that she was not in love with Steve and married him after being urged to do so by her parents. She graduated from Seattle University in 1989 with a teaching degree and began teaching second grade at Shorewood Elementary School. Elementary school. So, Billy and I, <laughs> like we're buddies. Billy and I. Were you Millie and he was Billy? Vanilli. So, back in the day, before, <laughs> like right around when Billy and I were in school, there was junior high, not middle school. So sixth grade. I remember junior high. Yeah. You, well, I mean, so when I was an eighth grader, middle school started. I was the student body president in eighth grade. I don't know if like anybody knew that. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that out there. But I remember very well during my eighth grade year that it was the first year ever, like in our own district, in the state, whatever, that we were going to be welcoming sixth graders because our junior high was turning into a middle school. So that means that Billy was in fucking elementary school. He was not in middle school. He was not in fucking junior high. He was a sixth grade elementary school student i want that to just be like a thing i want you to really let that sink in <laughs> and he liked drawing billy was mary's student in both second grade and sixth grade so this whole like i just met him in so sixth she grade, groomed him well what the, i have not seen that like when i when i research online it says it everywhere online but every i've listened to like two different podcasts and watched like three different episodes of things and they never mentioned that like she had him as a student as a second grader. How old are you are you when you're in second grade? Like eight? I think seven? he was like a six? Old eight. He was an <laughs> old looking No, no, no. It can't be eight. Like I think he was like six. 
Because this whole, like, coy, like, oh, he came in late and he was older than everybody else. Like, he came in late. See that? He, he did that twice. But what's crazy <laughs> is that, like, she acted like she'd never met him before. And they, like, locked eyes and fell in love when he was, like, in sixth grade. But she fucking met him as, like, a little tiny child in second grade. And that's, like, pretty documented everywhere that this was not, like, a new kid to her. That's gross. That's like meeting someone as a baby. She's pederast. Yes. In January of 1996, Billy and Mary began spending time together to develop his drawing skills. He even visited her home and became friends with her son, Steve, because they were similar in age. Okay. By the summer of 1996, her relationship with the then 12-year-old, not 13 quite yet, so fucking chill out on saying he's 13 because that's not fucking true, their relationship turned from platonic to sexual. Police discover Mary and Billy in a minivan parked at the Des Moines Marina in June of 1996. Um, Des Moines, if you guys don't know, is a... We've actually talked about it before. It's... In our Bad Gary's episode, I think Gary Ridgeway. Right. Um, Des Moines is in really, really close to Seattle. Correct. Yeah. Right. And oh yeah, one of the one of the motel rooms. That's right. But I know a lot of people when they say think when they hear Des Moines, they think of Iowa, but this is Des Moines, Washington. Mary tells the police he is 18. The two are taking <laughs> they're like, fuck no. Cause like the thing is, he doesn't look 18. Like, it doesn't matter if he's a mature 12 or 13 yeah, or had, whatever. Like, ninja turtle diapers on. <laughs> but, like, this whole, like, oh, we belong together. Oh, he was mature. Oh, she was childish for her age. A police officer coming to a dark vehicle was like, oh, fuck no. Like, there's no way that this is Not on legal. my watch. Yeah, so... They're, like, not fooling anyone, you know? So she tells police he's 18, he's not, obviously. The two are taken to the police station and later released after claiming there was no improper conduct. By July of that year, the two were having sex, making Mary a child rapist as Billy was still only fucking 12. And I believe the after the first time they have sex, she becomes pregnant. She must be, like, the most fertile person on earth because she, I swear... In February of 1997, her husband, Steve, finds a love letter. So quite a bit of time has passed. They're doing it all over the place, purportedly in every single room in her home, like when her husband and kids aren't home, all over the school, like in closets, in like all kinds of places, which is fucking gross. And this whole time, this fucking cunt, I'm sorry, I had to say it. She, She, like as Barbara Walters is like interviewing her, Barbara Walters is giving her this death stare and she is like, you didn't know this was illegal. And she's like, no, I didn't know. And she's, she's giving her this look like, yo, bitch, you are full of shit. You knew this was illegal. You're a fucking teacher. Hey, guess what? If you're a teacher of tiny children, don't fuck all of them. Like, is that do I'm. You're a teacher. Do they teach you that? Well, is that so one of the things know, you do you do in training? Is like, yes, oh yeah, absolutely. You got to read the fine this the fine print, but yeah, it does say don't absolutely. bang the children. Absolutely, hundred okay. percent. So she you take knew. child abuse that prevention training and all kinds of things. They even have stuff around like 
they have now there's like a million training since I've been a teacher. It was like one training like 12, 13 years ago when I started. And now it's like eight trainings where it's like um, because they've added stuff with like texting and email and all the stuff and like what's proper contact and improper contact and misconduct and all that stuff. So Barbara Walters knows what's up. (laughs) She gives her death stare. She's like, I didn't know it was wrong. Gross. Okay. So in February of uh, 1987, like I said, her husband Steve finds a love letter from Mary to Villy and finds out that she is also pregnant at this point. When he confronts her about it, she denies it. And when he confronts Villy, Villy confirms it because he's a fucking 13-year-old that's fucking scared. And he's like, please don't tell my mom. (laughs) That's like his response to Steve. I might get grounded. Yeah. He has, that's the thing. That's, those, the teacher. <laughs> those are the things that you think about when you're 13 years uh, old. You're not thinking about like, oh, how am I going to provide for this child? Uh, what's the 401k of my job? You're not thinking about those things. You're thinking about, I hope I don't get grounded. I hope my mommy doesn't find out. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. So Steve tells some family members about it. He also is, he should win some fucking award for being the most underreactionary person ever. Because the fact that he waited a couple more years to get divorced from this bitch is insane. Well, you know. No, I don't. I know. have dated a couple no. crazy girls. Okay, where are you I don't going think with they're, this? But the eyes. I'm just talking about the eyes. Oh. <laughs> like what did they do <laughs> um they had crazy eyes and this chick has crazy oh my god eyes. yeah she nutter. has bipolar crazy eyes and i believe she has been diagnosed bipolar i'm not just saying that to like poke fun at all like it is a real thing but there's a difference between being bipolar and from being a rapist <laughs> those are yeah. two very different things she is both so Steve tells some family members about it, and someone reports it to the police. Finally, on March 7th, 1997, Mary is arrested after a staff meeting at school for second-degree child rape. She is released on bail. And she's, like, weirdly surprised at this point that she's being arrested. Like, oh, it was a crime to be in love? I didn't know, you know? Yes, it actually is a crime to be in love. When the person that you love is a million years younger than you and stash underage. Stash or no stash. Ugh, gross. May 23rd, 1997, Mary gives birth to her first daughter with Villy, Audrey. She's adorable. They, She's in the special with Barbara Walters. She's like 17 years old then. At this point, she is 23 because I'm just doing the math. Oh, happy birthday. Your birthday was just like a week and a half ago. So Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Audrey. I'm sorry your mom is a psycho. August 7th, 1997, Mary pleads guilty to child rape in exchange for a three-month jail sentence and probation. King County Superior Court Judge Linda Lau, badass, approves the plea bargain on condition that Mary has no further contact with Villy. She's being very nice because she the maximum, I believe, was seven years. And she basically said, if you never fucking touch or look at that kid ever again... I'll let you off with this fairly suspended jail sentence thing, you know, and you have to like go to counseling because you're fucking psycho, right? January 6th, 1998. So just like four or five months later, Mary finishes up her three month jail stay and is entered into a sex offender registry as she should be. 
On February 3rd, 1998, so just a month after that, police once again catch Mary and Billy together in a vehicle and arrest Mary for parole violation. I also did find out that like she called her lawyer that night right before she like met up with Billy asking like, do you think that they would put like a tracking device on either of us? Like if we were to meet, would anybody find out? And so even the lawyer knew what was up, you know, and he was like, don't do it. The police discover $6,200 in cash, baby clothing and her passport inside the car leading authorities to speculate that the couple was planning to flee the country. Maybe just role play. (laughs) I don't know. In winter of 1998, Mary is pregnant for the second time with Billy's baby. She just can't stop having babies. Don't feed her after midnight. I know. On February 6th, 1998, Mary once again appears in front of the judge, Judge Lau, who tells her that she has given her, quote, an opportunity that you foolishly squandered, end quote. She then sentences Mary to the full seven and a half years she had initially avoided through the plea bargain. And in the interview with Barbara Walters, she says, like, Barbara Walters is like, why did you do it if you knew you were going to go away for seven years? And she's like, I never thought it would be seven. She's like, but you knew the possibility was seven because this was a suspended sentence. Like, you served, like, a couple months of a seven-year sentence. And if you violated parole, you knew that it was a possibility that you would get seven. Seven was the max, you know? And she was like, but I just figured it would be like one or two years. I never dreamed it would be seven. She's like, so you fucked Billy. You broke your parole to have sex with this underage kid who you have abused at this point. You know, you did it even if you thought you might get one or two years. Like it was that it was that important to you. And she's kind of like, like she doesn't really she doesn't really answer Barbara Walters. Anytime Barbara Walters like asks her a question she like turns it around and she asks, I hate when people do this. Like, it's like, was it worth it? She's like, well, let me ask you this, you know? And then she like yeah. fucking asks another question that has nothing to do with it. Every time she she gets asked a question, she like, Deflects. you could see yeah. her like the wheels turning as she's like just spewing like, bullshit yeah. out of her mouth. How can I turn this around to yeah. make me look better or she not answer her question? Like, two minute thing answer in like it, doesn't make any sense yeah if you have never watched a mary Kay letourneau interview i would say i highly suggest it but i don't if you just want to see like the weird cogs in a wheel turn in a very weird way it can be fairly entertaining it's like me trying to explain quantum physics (laughs) (laughs) it goes nowhere in october of 1998 while serving her second stint in jail She gave birth to her second daughter, Georgia. That year, Mary and Billy co- I also haven't heard this in any, like, podcast or anything. They co-authored a book together in 1998, which at this point, Billy is only, like, 15 years old. Which, basically, she wrote the book and basically, I'm assuming, put Billy's name on it. Which was published in France. Only France. That makes sense. Yeah. It was called Only One Crime. Love. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god. Uh, un un sol crime l'amour. Was and that German? That's French. Doesn't sound French. Okay, fine. <laughs> un sol, I don't know. That's better. 
1999, a second book appeared. This one was published in the United States, but was written with minimal cooperation from Mary. And it was called A Nun from Villy. And it was called If Loving You Is Wrong. And he's highly featured in the the Barbara Walters special as well. I don't want to be right. Yeah. I think he holds Mary Kay Letourneau. What's the word I'm looking for? Like a six pack. No. (laughs) (laughs) He holds her accountable for her actions. But he also like does it in like a smiling way where I think he believes that this is some kind of fucking twisted love story. Like he is like, I know it's wrong, but it's kind of cute. They ended up together, you know? Well, that's the one thing I do got to say. Is you think it's so cute they ended up together? It's so fucking, cute. So fucking cute. <laughs> okay, what, what were you going to say? No, but like at least she wasn't just like banging the whole, mm. you know. Fucking no, seventh grade class, no. you know. Well, yeah, she, okay. She picked one At and stuck with him. Now they have a nice she, family. She forced him to stick with her. That's she. They, mm, it feels very unconsensual. Their Are you whole saying she used humans as, i.e., babies to keep him on the hook? Oh yeah. Oh. Because when she was in prison, he actually tried to have other relationships. And actually, the guy who wrote that book said that he, she, oh, I can't, this detail oh, wow. grosses me out. We were, we were watching it together. So at this point, she's not allowed to have any contact with Billy because he is still a minor. Right. How did she sneak out messages to oh, him? Oh, right. How? A message in a bottle. <laughs> To say the least. So when she would pump milk into bottles for her babies, so his mom would come by the prison so that he, you know, she could see the kids. And Mary Kay Letourneau would pump breast milk. And then in the lids of the breast milk, she would leave notes for Villy. It's like SpaghettiOs. What? There's like letters, right? You can make messages. No, no, no. She didn't put like, she didn't like shake her breast milk into letters. She didn't squirt like, help me on the side of the wall. (laughs) (laughs) And also she would somehow smuggle cassette tapes out of there as well so she could like yell at him. And so when she found out that he was dating other people, I don't know, like going to a high school dance or something, you know, I'm sure it was fucking innocent. She would go on these tirades on cassette tapes and be like, you fucking break up with her. I'm in prison. So she hold, she didn't only hold the two babies over his head, but she also held the prison stint over his head that she was doing this, all of this for him. Selfless. Yeah. What a <laughs> something. I can't say that word anymore. I'll get in trouble. I think I'm only allowed one see you next Tuesday per episode. Pretend we're in Australia. <laughs> Because of her notoriety, Mary was unpopular with the other inmates. Also, she was a see you next Tuesday in prison, too. She thought she was a diva. She she is, at the time, she, she was very pretty. She is a diva. She was very pretty, and she really felt like she shouldn't be there. Like, there had been a grave mistake and a grave injustice. And so she was, I think she thought she was going to get on an appeal or something. And she was just like, I shouldn't be here. So because of her notoriety, she was unpopular with the other inmates. She, quote unquote, sassed guards and balked at work, end quote. And reportedly, as punishment for this, her first two years in prison, you want to know how many of that she spent in solitary confinement? 
a year and a half of her first two years she spent Oof. in solitary confinement. Yeah. Probably for her own good. Yo, definitely. I think one, it was like, I think women wanted to jump her like crazy. So it may have been partially protection. But two, it was purely because she was getting in trouble. Like they would say, do this. And she'd be like, no, I'm good. You know, like you can't do that in prison. You have to kind of follow orders. In one instance, Mary endured six months in solitary when letters she sent to Villy were intercepted. So, yeah, she was getting in trouble for legit stuff. Like, she was corresponding with the juvenile she had sexually assaulted. He is the father of her oh, children. Whatever. Fuck that. I know you're joking. In 1999, <laughs> well, finally, true. I know. In 1999, finally, the fucking Letourneau's divorce. She still, like, holds on to his name, though. Which, if I was Steve, I'd be like, get that fucking name off of you. Do you think he's the godfather of the children? <laughs> he could be. He seems he like a fucking is. nice enough of a guy. Yeah, he does. He is nice. He seems way too nice. All four children from the marriage remain in his sole custody, and they all move to Alaska to get the fuck away from the yeah. crazy bitch known as like, Mary Kay Letourneau. I'll fight some bears, but I'm getting away from this. And prior to living in Seattle, they actually did live in Alaska as well. So he probably had some job opportunities up there as well. In 2002, Villy sues the Highline School District for negligence for not recognizing the damaging sexual contact between him and his teacher, which seems really ironic because of later events. A jury rejects his claim and the case is dismissed. Now, what I was saying is that if, if a young 12-year-old girl who had been sexually assaulted by her teacher sued the school district for not protecting her, or like not intervening, she that that would have stuck. I I it's sad to think that like it seems like Villy in a lot of the story is not seen as a victim. And in a lot of ways, he's kind of seen him as like a hero. Or where stud, it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. And it's fucking gross because he was a fucking he wasn't even a teenager yet. It's he was very a child. different. I know that, but but he was he was an old twelve, and I remember being an old twelve. And I might have liked school better if I was begging the hot you teacher. You are joking, correct? I'm, well, yes and no, but you know. See, as a 12-year-old girl, I no, could not say the same thing. Absolutely not, because that would be a more of a, or it could be more of a rape situation where. It's, it's, it's legally speaking, it's always rape. I know, because the age thing, but. Rape is rape is rape. I'm sorry. 12 is too fucking young. No, 12 and 34. <laughs> and so aside from age, the power dynamic of teacher and student. Oh, yeah. That's Fuck. like doctor and patient. It's like boss and whatever worker, you know? Yeah. Manager, employee. It's like, fucked up. It's happened it's throughout not, history. It's not okay. No, it's, it's fucking not, not okay. Right. It's fucking gross. Okay. We can, Yes, we agree on that. August 4th, 2004, Mary is released from the Washington Correction Center for Women, having served her full sentence for child rape. Villy, who was finally 21, files a motion in court requesting a reversal of the no-contact order against Mary. Hmm. Three days later, that judge, Linda Lau, she grants the motion and within hours of the no contact order being reversed, Mary Kay Letourneau claims he called her. I don't fucking yeah. believe that. For I waited one, for him to call me. I don't believe that for one fucking second. And you know that the no contact order reversal, 
like she was like, you better do that, Philly, you know? I'm dangling your child out the balcony like Michael Jackson. (laughs) Less than a half a year later, they set a wedding date. I'm sure that was all him, right? All him. Every 21-year-old wants to marry a 50-year-old, right? (laughs) Yes. Actually, at this point, she's probably like in her early to mid 40s, but still fucking gross. May 20th, 2005, Mary, who takes Fula Ao as her surname and Vili, get married at a winery in Washington in front of 250 guests. She is 43. He is 22. They were actually able to sell the footage of the wedding to Entertainment Tonight for three quarters of a million dollars which they were able to buy, like, a really, really beautiful home with. So at least, you know, I mean, whatever. At this point, you're so scandalized and your life is so shit. And, you know, you're finally getting something that you want, I guess, to some extent, whether it's both parties or not. It's almost like Um, the story has a happy ending. Well, I'm just saying that, like, I'm glad that they got the $750,000 and bought a nice home with it for their kids. Like, the fact is that there's still kids involved at this point. They're still fairly young because if she was in prison for seven years and she gave birth to basically both in prison, they're seven, eight, nine years old at this point, you know, mm. so at least that they can give them a nice home and stuff. Maybe they can't give them the best love story <laughs> of how their parents met, but at least they can give them a nice home. So whatever. Entertainment Tonight was like interviewing them right after their nuptials. So whatever. Their two daughters are the flower girls and actually two out of four of Mary's other set of children, they actually attend the wedding. Six very short years later, Mary becomes a grandmother for the first time. Her oldest child, who actually is younger than Villy. Does that make sense? Uh, Yeah. So that makes it a little less terrible. Because if she had kids that were older than Billy, that would be even weirder. (laughs) But they're actually younger. But like, yeah, so one of them has a kid. And she becomes a grandmother for the first time in 2011. In May of 2015, Mary and Billy celebrate their 10-year wedding anniversary. Oh, we celebrate. Oh, they had, uh, if they were still married... Oh, spoiler alert. They're not. Ah. Uh, they would have been celebrating their 15-year wedding, 15 wedding anniversary recently. Their daughters at this point are 17 and 16 years old, Audrey and Georgia. They also get interviewed by Barbara Walters, and it's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. It's awkward. Barbara Walters looks like a reanimated corpse. <laughs> Barbara Walters might be a reanimated corpse. It's like one of those um, like things you see at Disneyland, like the animatronic like Pirates she of the do- Caribbean. You know what? She actually things. does kind of look like some of like Ed Gein's like furniture. Tanned human leather, like stretched over like a lamp or something. Seriously, if you think about it. Yeah, reanimated she- corpse <laughs> with crazy eyes. I think what animatronic, like those, like at Chuck E. Cheese when they have like Yes, the... exactly. It's <laughs> fucking crazy looking. I love you, Barbara Walters, but Jesus Christ, you scared the alive? shit out of me. Yeah. Fuck. I think she's like 157. Yeah. Uh, in my mind, she's always been old. 
It's like how I feel about Betty White and like a lot of other people. Like they were never actually young. Like they've been 60 plus years old since they were born. <laughs> how old is Barbara Walters? I don't I don't know. Listeners, let us know. Because I don't know how to Google. Hit us up on our Facebook group. <laughs> so I've been kind of weirdly following the story because I am morbidly fascinated by the fact that she was able to keep this thing going for as long as she did. So in 2017, I heard that they were getting a split and I was like, oh, what? And then I looked it up and it was like, oh, it's not like a real split. It's just that Billy wants to start selling pot now that it's legalized in the state of Washington. And he thinks it'll be harder to get like a pot selling license if he's a felon. because of his wife's like, um, yeah, felon status and his connection to her, which is super bullshit. And I was as I was doing research for this episode, I found that like his attorneys were like, that's not true. But yes, he did file for like a legal separation. So that part is true, but they're like the pot thing wasn't true. And I, I believe that is true. So at this point, Billy is a DJ in the greater Seattle area and also works at like a garden store, I believe. Probably like, you know, Green Thumb or some nursery or something. He works and... at the nursery home taking care of his wife. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then Mary Kay, she is a legal assistant in like a law office. Still in 2017, we're moving up in time. The couple often slept in separate rooms before the split. And I'm getting a lot of this information coming up from People magazine because they're the only Ooh, trashy. Juicy. <laughs> they're the only trashy magazine willing to publish this stuff. Like I'm the rest of the information I get from like People and TMZ. And National Enquirer. <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. The intimacy was gone. A source previously told People, that's not to say they didn't love each other, but it wasn't what it used to be. He was no longer 12. <laughs> even, yeah. even after the split, Mary and Billy still lived together, mostly for their kids, because I think that they're kind of waiting for their kids to turn 18. So they didn't like totally ruin their lives because they're like, hey, the whole like rapist prison thing like that probably didn't help. So let's not totally ruin their lives by splitting them up before they have to move. They were occasionally spotted out in the Seattle area and they both remained active in the lives of their daughters. In February of 2018, Villy was actually busted for a DUI in Washington, and prosecutors say that he had THC in his blood, so he had smoked some weed, and he had a bl oh, his blood alcohol content, you know how much it was? 0. 0.08, exactly the legal limit. Ah, uh, that's bullshit. I know, that sucks. So, like, he basically had, like, a couple of beers or something, and like smoked a joint, like, which I'm, you know, I'm not condoning or condemning whatever, but like that, oh, it was just right on the line, you know, but you can't, you can't be wasted in, in drive. And he probably wasn't wasted. 0.08 is like, that is the limit. That is the legal limit. Yeah. If he, he had Oregon been 0.7, I, I think everywhere. Is that the federal legal limit? I don't think in Texas. I think you can be like Louisiana. Pretty, there's drive throughs You just. Get a hurricane and keep on going. Yeah. So, yeah, the legal limit, I believe, at least on the West Coast, because we can speak for Oregon and California, is 0.08. So in 
So he pled guilty to reckless driving, and part of his sentence was that he had to get an ignition interlock device installed uh, on his yeah. car. So he had to get a breathalyzer installed on his car. So if he if he had any booze on his breath, his car wouldn't start. Yep. He's also prohibited from having any liquor or recreational drugs for at least eight hours prior to getting behind the wheel. Plus, he's got to go to substance abuse courses. Billy also had to spend five days in a community work crew program. Ooh, that sucks. As long as he completes those terms and keeps his nose clean for the next two years, so that's probably until about now, Billy wouldn't serve any jail time, which I believe he came out of scot-free. So we're going to fast forward to just March of this year, 2020. Okay. So again, I took most of this from People Magazine because, again, they're the only trashy news source willing to write about this ongoing saga of the couple. So I hate to break it to everyone, but they filed for divorce. I know, the love story that wasn't. She's trying to pick up the pieces and move on, a source close to Mary tells People, but she's feeling kind of lost. She's not sure what to do next. But she's fallen and she can't get up. (laughs) So, th- yeah, she's like almost, she's like pushing 60 at this point. <laughs> the controversy, she's 58, I think. Ugh. I know. And he's like 30s, he's one year older than me, so he's 37. Like, that's still so young. Ugh. Prime time. The controversial couple split uh, in 2017, so that was the, the legal separation. And then in February of 2019, they moved to private arbitration, and the separation became final last year, but people didn't really know about it. And that's when they very quietly started kind of untangling their assets and their debts. Again, that same source told people that the separation is final now and that they were able to easily kind of separate their debts and their assets and whatever was, you know, like they they had it what it sounds like an amicable split because they wanted to make it as easy for the kids as possible and that they're still friendly. But now the couple is figuring out life after separation. They now no longer live together. She has her place and he has his, the source says. It's completely separate. And now she's facing life as a single woman pushing six years. That's actually what it says in the article. It's not what she wanted, but it's her reality. Is there any chance for reconciliation? (laughs) Fuck no. Uh, I mean, I don't think so, says the insider. This time, it's really over. Oh, and then, so there's another news article. This is the most recent I could find. It's pretty funny. I'm going to go ahead and say, because I don't feel bad bashing Mary Kay at all, because she is a child rapist, a convicted fucking felon, all right? All right. April 21, 2020, another People Magazine article titled, Mary Kay Letourneau is on dating sites interested in someone who is age appropriate. Oh. Mary Kay Letourneau, now single, is hoping to find love again, but realizes that she has more baggage than most women. (laughs) God. (sighs) She's on at least one dating site that I know of. A source tells people. So if you're looking for a 58-year-old rapist... To date, in the greater Seattle area, just go on Tinder, say you're like 13 years old, 14 years old, and, you know, swipe right or whatever. I haven't been on dating apps in my entire life, so. 
You know, don't do that, actually. Don't date Mary Kay Letourneau. It seems like a bad idea. It's a trap. She's too fertile. <laughs> yeah, she'd probably get pregnant. Oof. The 58-year-old teacher finds herself single for the first time in many years. She's been talking to a few guys she's interested in, someone who is more age-appropriate. <laughs> Fuck. Like what God. does that mean? Like, 18? Probably. Hopefully. At least 18. Then I don't have as many of a problem with it, you know? Really? It's, okay, I still have a huge problem with that. Okay. She knows that her best shot at happiness is someone who's close to her age. She's had a lot of time to reflect on mistakes she's made, uh, choices that led to problems. The insider continues. She's at that age... <laughs> Yeah. Or she's thinking about when she's going to die. No, she's at that age where she thinks about her past and wonders what her future will look like. It's very uncertain. Whenever you date someone, you bring a lot of baggage, the source says. Whoever the source is, is a big chismosa. <laughs> huh. And she has more baggage than most women. It's going to be hard for her to find someone. But she gets it. She isn't looking for sympathy. She knows that a lot of her issues have been self-inflicted. You don't say. She's got times where she feels like she's getting what she deserves. But at this point, she just wants to be happy for the rest of her life. Well, that's a big, that's a big want. Don't we all? So that's, that's the end of that. Yeah. How well. do you, how do you feel? <sighs> Inspired. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I don't know. How do I feel? Yeah, uh, it's a weird story. It's a fucking weird story. I mean, she taught him in second grade. That's so fucking gross. I've been thinking about this, and if you reversed the gender roles... Totally different story. Totally different story, right? Yep. But hear me out. What if we reverse the race roles? So what if he was a little white kid from a well-to-do neighborhood, and she was a person of color, she would be fucking shot. Like... No. She... There I would, don't know. I don't know. But I, shot, no. Okay. But, but if it was an older white teacher and a young black girl, then somebody would probably be... But, but I'm just saying, just, like, it does, like, the age, if you flip... If you flip all kinds of things, it has different outcomes. But I had never really thought about flipping the the race. If it was like a poor black woman or a poor Samoan, Samoan woman, you know, person of color, you know, kind of preying on a little white boy. I mean, that shit happens all the time. No, it doesn't. It does not happen all the time. This does not happen all the time. I sincerely hope that that is true. I'm just saying not teachers specifically, but people in power. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's all I'm saying. But people in power, I would say, in, I don't I don't know what I'm trying to say. But all I'm saying is, Mary Kay Letourneau, you are officially a garbage person on this show, and we do not approve of you. Welcome to Garbage People. You made the Garbage People Club. Um, we will never go on a date with you. Ever. Yeah, you're too old. So you can join our True Crime Dumpster Facebook group where we post related pictures for this week's episode and discuss other true crimey things. You can also follow us on Twitter, TC Dumpster, and on Instagram, True Crime Dumpster, 
Or you can email us at truecrimedumpster at gmail.com for case suggestions or just to say hello. We also have a website where we post our source info, truecrimedumpster.com. You can listen to our show on pretty much anything. Literally, if you just Google it and you don't know what a podcast is, you can find us. But if you're listening, you probably do know what a podcast is. And you should just keep listening to us. Subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend. Okay, your ear up to a shell and you'll hear us. (laughs) So tune in next time where we talk out the trash and continue with our next garbage person, Jared Fogel. Also, stay tuned to hear the trailer to one of my former students' podcasts called Lovas in Zen with Asia Quiche. She's got two episodes out, so find her on all the platforms. We'll be doing a collaboration episode soon. She's got a very soothing voice. She does. She has a very soothing voice, so you'll love her trailer. And that makes me super-duper excited to come together with one of my old students and do something with her. So... Stay safe out there. See you next time. Like, seriously, please. Bye. What's up, y'all? It's Asia, and you're tuning in to Lovers and Zen. Before anything, grab your wine or your bottle of water. Get your weed or get whatever you need, your little melatonin. Don't fall asleep on me, though. Get your lights on, put your bonnet on, get comfy, because we sit down with some amazing women, and they're going to tell their stories. Young women, I'm talking 18, 19, 20, black women, okay? It's, we're getting, you're getting it all. So sit down, get comfy, lay down if you want to, sit up. I don't know what you're about to do. You probably just wash your hair, so make sure it ain't dripping. Let's get comfy and let's listen to their amazing stories and listen to these women. If you want to know more about lovers and zen, hit me up on Instagram at Asia Quiche. I love y'all and enjoy.